sad to be going home, for despite her grandmother's constant harping, there had been something good about her stay. The few neighbours she had encountered while pumping water in the nearby concrete village court seemed to have taken to her. They had congratulated her for her quiet, polite ways, saying she was a good girl to care so tirelessly for Mrs Moses, their expressions making it clear that they felt sorry for her and that the old woman was despised by all. Her grandmother's cottage was tucked in behind a privet hedge at the foot of the village hill. As she'd scurried to and from the court, where the cart had pulled in off the road, a couple of passers-by had called out goodbye. She had dared not linger for a word or two, or it would have angered her brothers. It had been nice to be among friendly people for a while. She was kept in at home to do all the housework and denied the opportunity of getting a job and doing the usual things girls of her age did, like making eyes at the young men. Not that anyone would want her. She was a cripple, and although sixteen years old, she looked much younger. She had nothing but drudgery, ridicule and loneliness to look forward to. As she'd made to climb in the back of the cart to seek a comfortable spot amid the jumble of her grandmother's things, her eldest brother, Sidney, had barred her way. You're not coming back with us, maid. When am I, then? Have I got to catch the bus? Surely her tight-fisted mother hadn't sent her the bus fare to Truro and then for the eight-mile journey to Tregony. That didn't make sense. No. Sidney scowled. Short, testy and bull-necked, he'd glared at her with contempt. You're not coming back at all. Kate had blinked into his steely, narrowed eyes. Her other brother, Tony, had sprung up on the cart seat and picked up the reins. What do you mean? Do you know about this, Tony? Tony Viant kept his back to her. Me and Dahlia's getting married, Sidney said. We'll need mine and Tony's room, so he's moving into yours. Kate's large, grey-green eyes grew wide with horror. You can't just leave me behind. She grabbed the back of the cart to scrabble up on it, but Sidney wrenched her away by the wrist, squeezing brutally tight. No, just watch us, he sneered. You're not wanted any more. Where am I to go? I don't understand. She'd felt the strength seeping out of her body. Part of her brain told her this couldn't be happening. A bigger part said her family was fully capable of abandoning her, as if she was so much rubbish. The violent readiness to mock showed in Sydney's every dispassionate inch. Rent's paid up till the end of the week, so you can stay here. She'll give you time enough to find yourself a job. Rich people are always looking for live-in domestics. Someone'll be glad to take on even a little runt like you. There was no point in arguing or pleading with Sidney or Tony. She was nothing more than a disposable asset to the family. She could even imagine her acid-tongued mother making hard-done-by remarks that she was lazy and ungrateful, that she'd sponged off them long enough, and it was time she made her own way in the world. Her mother wouldn't miss her unpaid service. She would make her new daughter-in-law do all the housework from now on. Kate knew Sidney was about to leave without even saying goodbye.
But there's nothing left in the cottage. You're even taking the food and I've got no money to buy anything. He'd glanced at her, swung round to the cart, located the box containing the meagre contents of the larder, then thrust them into her arms. Then he'd plonked a battered old shoebox on top of the food, as if making some magnificent gesture. Don't forget to hand the keys back to the landlady, Mrs. Boswell, of Ford Farm. Just down Church Lane, round the corner by the pub. He and Tony left. For some bewildered moments, she'd watched them clip-clop up the village hill. Her two brothers, who had inherited their grandmother's selfish and malevolent ways, while all she had got was what was in her arms. For ages, she had perched on the bottom step of the cottage stairs, her elbows on her knees and her hands supporting her face.